Hi friends, welcome to Inspired with me, your host, Allison Marchetti. This show is a midlife guide for you. This is a podcast just for midlife moms. Mid-mom life can be really confusing. It can be emotional, it can be lonely, it can be negative, and it can be hard, but it's easier when we do it together. On this podcast, we will talk about all things midlife, from parenting and hormones to relationships and business. I'm Allison Marchetti, and I'm a midlife mom just like you. I'm a former business trial lawyer turned advocate, coach, and mentor for midlife moms. I wanted to start a podcast to change the narrative around midlife and what it means, and to provide a platform and community just for us. What I found is that instead of midlife being something embarrassing or scary or negative, midlife can be a really beautiful and a really special time in our lives. Together, we can thrive in midlife and make it one of the best times of our lives. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Inspired with me, your host, Allison Marchetti. On the podcast today, we have Mary-Kate Thomas of Cockadoodle Farms, and she is such an inspiration. You guys are going to love her. We get into so many topics, but one of the biggest takeaways is she found herself through her husband's cancer diagnosis and completely and radically leaning in to what felt good and what felt aligned. And now they are creating something really beautiful that's positively impacting them, impacting their families, impacting their kids, impacting our community, and to be honest, impacting our planet as a whole. I think you're really going to get so much out of this episode. So let's dive in. We lived in a normal uh, neighborhood four years ago. After going through a lot of our uh, just life situations, um, we had four kids in four and a half years. When our youngest was three months old, uh, he was diagnosed with non-Hashkin's lymphoma, which is a um, cancer that you can get with exposure to chemicals that are in a lot of our foods. We were still sitting in our normal neighborhood with no farm. We're like, we need to make this happen. And then after cancer, we like got back into our normal lives and we're like, we're not going to do anything like that. And then we'd always had our Zillow search to ping us if something comes up in our area uh, with like the X amount of acreage. And this house popped up at like 11 o'clock at night one night. And I saw, I didn't sleep the whole night. I was like, this is, this is the house. This is perfect. We're like, well, this could work. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a 150 year old house. It's mm-hmm. old. Mm-hmm. We lived in a totally normal house, very nice house. And then mm-hmm. we're like, let's let's do it. So we started Cockadoodle. You know, we had like 50 chickens and sold out of our eggs right away. And then really quickly realized we had to amp up. Mm-hmm. More chickens. We started partnering with other farmers, and so we're basically an online farmers market. We're the producer of the eggs, and we work with other local farms and deliver their products. It's been fun. I love it so much. I I want to dive a little bit deeper into it. So just to be clear, you said he got cancer, and so who were you meaning? My husband Marty. And then how old was he when he got that? So at 35, he was diagnosed with non-Hashkin's lymphoma, stage four 
um, so it's in his bone marrow. Is the one that they say never really goes away. So he gets scans every six months. So mm -hmm. we are in between our scan and getting the results again um, right now. So it's just like one of those things that it's our why is a really scary why, and it's a constant reminder of like, you, life is short. You only have one life to live, and it's been a really amazing ride. Mm -hmm. um, and without our why, without cancer, there's no way we would be here. So we're grateful for it. But every six months, it's like, whew, you know, it's that scanxiety and absolutely, and, and that has to be really hard. And I will be praying for you guys. And I encourage everyone else listening to be praying for you guys too. I think what's really special about this is I'm sure there were a lot of different directions that you guys could go. So you get this wake up call and your husband has cancer and that had to be really hard and it had to be really scary. And a lot of people in that position maybe would have made a different decision and would have kept on with their pre-existing lives. So the fact that you guys... It, it almost opened up the opportunity for you guys to say, what if we did this, right? Mm -hmm. So where did that come from? Was it something you guys always thought about? Was it something you just thought about after he got his diagnosis? Mm -hmm. My whole family thinks we're, we're nuts. Um, <laughs> and these past life decisions haven't changed anything, but um, they still think we're crazy. But our kids loved animals. We'd go to the zoo and they would want to spend all the time with the goats. And um, I love growing. I've had a huge passion for growing and just like being around flowers and mm -hmm. gardening and weaving. I love doing that kind of stuff. Um, and Marty is a software developer, so he's always been in front of a computer working. And he's like, I want to do stuff with my hands, uh -huh. you know? Mm -hmm. And you know what it's like super raw when you experience like when you're laying next to your husband at night in bed and you're like oh my god what's happening mm -hmm. like i like i want him to live his best life for every day and i want to live my best life every day because you just don't know when you go through that i think it gave us the excuse to just do something totally nuts you just gotta live for today and hope that it gives your kids a better future i know for us it was it's, it's developed into this, you know, seeing what we're going to be able to do for our kids and future generations through what we're doing. So, like, all these things that we're able to do and our kids are able to see us do, it's, like, help support our why and just, like, pushing us into this, like, amazing opportunity. It's so good, Barry Kate. And I, I feel <laughs> like I was, like, tearing up when you were sharing about laying. I mean, I could get emotional now. But laying next to your husband and just like having that moment and you are giving all of us such a gift by sharing that because we don't have to wait for that. Right? Yeah. Like we right. all can hear your story and we yeah. all can make changes now in our life. We don't have yeah. to wait for that. We can lean into our purpose. We can lean into our passions. We can lean into more joy. We can go for our goals. We can make changes in our lives. We can lean into more meaning. Like we don't yeah. have to wait for that wake-up call for cancer. We yeah. don't have to wait for cancer to make mm -hmm. these changes in our lives. And I love yeah. that you also pointed out that people thought that you were crazy because here's the thing. People aren't always going to get it because it's not their journey. It's yours. Yeah. And that's okay. Oh. And you didn't let that hold you back. 
and you kept moving forward. And I, I just love it so much. I love that this little dream, you know, was with you. You always had these passions and mm-hmm. then something really scary happened in you guys' lives. And you took it as a permission slip to make these radical changes in your life where you moved towns, you bought an old farmhouse and correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys knew nothing about farming, right? Oh yeah, no, we Googled everything. I mean, the first time we had chickens, we were like, do you need a rooster for chickens to lay eggs? Like, how does that work? Mm-hmm. Um, so we literally had to Google like, do roosters and chickens mate for chickens to lay eggs? Like, we literally Googled it, which is funny because I have people asking me, how does that all work? I'm like, I have to I look it up too. I didn't know, you know. For the first year, we did all the things. We bought a ton of goats. We got a bunch of pigs, and we had baby pigs and goats. And because it was so fun, and we were just enjoying all the things, and <laughs> we had some crazy hits along our way, some major mistakes and pitfalls that happened. That we were like, okay, we need to pedal back a little bit and kind of just focus on chicken farming. And so that's where we're at right now. I love that though. You guys just kept on leaning in. I love, and I really want to point out that you said that it started out as fun. You guys were just like, this would be fun. I'm going to get a bunch of chickens and then we're going to get some goats. And you just had fun with all of it. I think that's another thing that's missing from so many of our lives, especially in midlife is the fun part. Like we think we should all grow up and not have fun anymore. And that you guys started this amazing business out of just like having fun is really special. And I also think what's really special too is we live in such an incredible time right now where everything's figure outable. You can watch YouTube. You can watch Google. I mean, you're saying right now that you guys had no idea how to farm. You didn't know about chickens and roosters, which I don't know about any of that either, but you figured it all out. You searched it up on Google and you figured it all out. It's such yeah. an amazing story, Mary Kate. It's so awesome. I think also the biggest part is like him and I, we find each other really funny. We, yeah, we're having, we always have fun. <laughs> I love that. And I think what's so sad is you guys are like the minority. Like that's really rare. I think a lot of people don't do what they love for work. You know, I, I was reading this um, book about Steve Jobs, the inventor of the Apple phone. And he gave this beautiful commencement address at a college. And one of the things he said is his biggest advice was do what you love. And that's what he did. And now all of us love our our iPhones, right? And you guys are doing that. And there's this narrative out there that we have to be miserable. But you are showing us what's possible that you don't have to. Like you actually can lean into your passions and your dreams. And you can have a lot of fun with it. And you can just figure it out. As you go. Yeah. yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It is crazy amount of work, too. Yeah. But yes. Um, yes. I think I heard, like, it was one of those TikToks or something, mm-hmm. and it was like, they say, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. And he's like, I don't think that's true. He's like, mm-hmm. I think you work harder than the average person because instead of going out on the weekends, you're, you know, in your greenhouse or you're, you know, talking about, seeds and chickens you know what I mean for example yes constantly talking about it but it's fun because it's like a passion we have too so one of our biggest things is to try to like get that vision statement or that mission statement like our goal is to get local 
good chemical-free products to consumers, like locally, and help the farmers, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's helped us with our vision. Like, is this helping us get convenient, you know, be convenient, the most convenient way for consumers to get local products? Is this, you know, and so if we go back to our vision statement, you have that to guide you. That's been helpful because otherwise we're like, ooh, a squirrel, ooh, a shiny object. Like, we had the opportunity to get um, a a storefront and we were so excited about the opportunity. Oh, and mm-hmm. We thought on it, we prayed about it, we, we looked at it, we thought about all the exciting things that could come of it and we're like, uh, it, it, it might not be the best time for us with all the other things we have going on. Like we're just like, we're going to do something. It's, we want it to be great. You yes. know, and we don't know if we could spread ourselves then with that. Cause we want to do it great. We don't know if we could. Um, so we had to like kind of put that down and it was hard because it was so exciting and a yes. super awesome shiny object. But we're like, uh, is this the most convenient way for us to get, local convenient, you know, food to the majority. And it really wasn't. I love that the way you decided was you were still and that you prayed about it. And if, you know, Mm -hmm. some people aren't into that, I think that just being still and listening to yourself and regrouping and recentering yourself to a place of like, is this aligned? Not every opportunity that's going to come your way is going to be aligned. So I love that you guys took a minute and tapped into yourselves and said, is this aligned? And then made a decision from there. Because you're right. I think it's important to point out the answer isn't always going to be yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the answer is going to be no. And the other thing that I love that you said too is that you guys have a mission statement. And I think that this is great advice for any aspect in life. If you're ever making any sort of changes, if you're setting a goal, if you're trying to go for a dream, when you have something specific that you can hold on to, you know, it reminds me of that it's called smart goals. And one of the main things is to be specific because when we're specific, our minds then can kind of focus in on that instead of being distracted. Just like you're saying, I'm the same. I get really, really easily distracted (laughs) and it's a practice, but when we have a solid goal, it's easier to keep moving forward with it. So I love that you pointed that out too. And Again, this can be for any area of your life, even, you know, in parenting or motherhood. What's my mission as a mom? What does it being a good mom mean to me? And then just keep coming back to that. Because again, you know, there's all this outside noise sometimes. There's this expert that tells us to do this, or there's this person that tells us to do this. And when we come back to, okay, no, this is my mission. This is what it means to be a good mom to me. It can be a really good way to stay grounded and to stay more confident in what we're doing. This Same. book called Explosive Child. Mm-hmm. I, I listen to it like every quarter because mm-hmm. I just need this reminder that like they're trying to be humans. It's about a kid and he's like, I want to do the best I can. Mm-hmm. You get mad at me and then I'm mad and then you yell at me and then I'm mad at you and then I start to cry and then you start to cry and then I get punished. And, and, and like every time I hear it, it like breaks my heart because, yes. you know, that it, it just hits home. And so that's probably like my favorite book, Explosive Child, which sounds ridiculous because I have amazing children, but it's like a good reminder. I love that though. And I feel like it's just a testament to what a great mom you are. 
because you're constantly trying to learn and you're trying to grow and you're trying to understand. And I think that's what being a mom is. You know, we've all never done this before, right? And there is no blueprint. There's no specific, like, you know, for farming, you can look up a Google or type it into Google and you can get from A to Z. But with kids, they're all so different and their needs are different and their emotions are different and their likes and dislikes are different. And there is no such thing. And that's what's beautiful about it, but also what can be really hard about it. So how do you think all of this has changed you as a mom? Like, do you think it has changed you as a mom? Like starting your business with your husband? Yeah, um, I think Marty and I really struggled because when we lived in our house, his business was going really, really well. And it was really good for us. And financially, things were really great. And we were really struggling because we are like, how, how do we, like, give our kids the value of a dollar? Oh, yes. They wanted all the things all the time and all the new things. And they were getting a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And there were times where they didn't appreciate mm-hmm. the things they were getting. Moving to the farm and doing this, this is taking all of our savings. And, you know, financially, it's not as great and we are working on making it great and we're but our kids see how hard we work I mean mm-hmm. um they see us outside in the snow or the rain you know collecting eggs or washing eggs and it's not glamorous um but we we enjoy it it's it's um it's a passion project you know it's fun because we are struggling financially And that's like a huge blessing because it's been amazing to see our kids ebb and flow through that. You know, they, they've learned more of a value of a dollar, you know, and like Emma, she said to me the other day, cause like, you know, they have wants and I'm like, well, let's put it on a Christmas list. Let's put it on here. And it was her birthday. So we got like a bunch of crafting stuff and she's like, mom, I feel like you're, buying too much and I was like well Aww. it's your birthday honey. like these are like birthday things for you this is how we write these things down so you could you know and so she sees it and it's so cool because I don't know that they had that awareness I mean they're also older now mm-hmm. but it feels really amazing I love that so much and I love how you've just made it into such a positive beautiful thing for your mm-hmm. kids and how they yeah. are getting an appreciation how they are I'm sure so proud of you guys and what you've created. I mean, you're changing the blueprint for them of what it looks like to have a job and do something that you love and work hard and create a community. I mean, the community that you guys have created is incredible too. And I love that they're so involved in it. I mean, I see Mm -hmm. them at the farmer's market with you guys, you know, like I love that they're a part of it and that they get to see all the great things that you guys are doing. And also they're learning all of these life lessons along the way. I think it's really, really amazing. So it's fun for them to see what we're doing with the quality of food. Like we eat microgreens every day now because we, you know, we have amazing microgreens. Like we have amazing lettuce, they eat salads. So they're seeing the food and I think they value the food because they see the work and you know, we talk about Danny's cancer a lot and, you know, pictures come up on the screen where he was bald and we're like, yeah, they, that, you know, that 
we're doing this because the food that we consume, we want it to be safe and we want it to be good. And there's a lot of, you know, a lot of change that needs to happen. And so it's fun because they're like involved and understand it probably way different than the average kid does. Absolutely. I mean, think about the education that they're getting with all of that. So many of us never learn about food and we never learn about what we're eating. So the yeah. fact that they're seeing it from, you know, seed to actual table, I think is such a valuable learning experience for them. And then also they're understanding that it's important what you put in your body because what you're eating really affects you on every level of your body. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really incredible. And I think it's incredible too that you guys are not only teaching your kids, but you're educating like a whole community. Um, to try to have that uh, tool to be able to grow your own food and, and source food and um, it's and not just any food, like good food, food that's going to sustain you. And, um, and I think that's part of the thing that has developed with Cacadoodle because we started with the fun and now we have this really amazing opportunity to like get into regenerative farming and see the difference it makes in the soil. When we, when we moved here, the front area, like where all my flowers are right now, uh-huh. had never been touched in years, like 30 years so, or 20 years. It was all like those cattails, those spiky things. So mm-hmm. I've grown stuff. I've put compost. I've, you know, grown like different things and put like different gardens and where I planted, I planted sunflowers in one spot, and I planted sunflowers in another spot on the very same day. And the other spot hadn't been planted or touched with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and those sunflowers were like two feet tall. Mm-hmm. And the sunflowers that I had grown in the area that I had already worked that soil, they were six feet tall. Wow. So it's like an amazing. Uh, example of like regenerating the soil like what it does to your plants it helps them grow stronger and bigger and healthier than in an area that has never been touched or regenerated and is just you know growing with chemicals and but when you see it it's pretty amazing to see what soil health can do to your food Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been a really amazing learning experience for us. And it's fun that we're able to, we're going to be able to have like a big scale operation with that. I love that. And again, it just was the next step, right? I'm sure mm-hmm. if we go backwards, you guys would have never thought you would have had no. 80 acres and you would have been doing this special type of farming. Never. But you just kept taking the steps forward. And then this opportunity came. And you were still, and you said, is this the right step? And you guys took the step, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're learning along the way and you're educating other people and you're making such a difference. I feel like in the community, in your own lives, in your kids' lives, I mean, you guys are seriously such an inspiration. I think that for men and for women and the fact that you guys did it together, I think is really special too. It's just, it's just so neat. It's such a great story. I mean, I feel like we're getting a sneak peek into like a Netflix documentary, like how you were saying that. I really do. I mean, it's just so special what you guys have created. 
where we're always like, where are we going to be in a year from now? Like, where are we going to be six months from now? It's been last year at this time, we had 70 subscribers. Mm-hmm. And right now we're at like 320 subscribers. So it's been wow. an incredible year of growth. And I wouldn't, I mean, Marty was like, oh yeah, we're definitely going to get there. But I had these, you know, like, are we really going to get there? So it's just, the growth has been incredible. And I'm just excited to see where all this is going to take us. Oh my gosh. I know me too. So what do you attribute that growth to? So you guys started out small. You probably had zero subscribers when you started and then you slowly built it up. I mean, friends and family was huge. Um, so it's just like, you know, somebody's telling them, somebody's telling them. So friends and family was huge and they dealt with us through some like really, I was still doing all the deliveries until last September. Um, so, I mean, I was dropping off, you know, packages and then like I had to race home to pick up for kinder, you know, preschool pickup, mm-hmm. you know, so it was like nuts. Um, and honestly, I think one of our biggest things was probably the farmer's markets. That was mm-hmm. an amazing opportunity to get our name out there. Our... I love it. And I love that you guys are just open to trying all of this stuff. I think a lot of times as we get older, we get scared and we get really comfortable in our comfort zones. So when you're explaining it, that's the thing. It's not hard. It's not hard to reach out to friends and family. Like it's not a hard actual physical act, right? Yeah. It's not a hard physical act to make a mailer. But what gets in the way is our fear so many times it's we're afraid we're afraid of what everybody else is going to think or we're afraid of all of these different things it's like these limiting beliefs that we have you know on this hamster wheel in our mind all the time so how do you think do you think it was because of his cancer like how do you think you guys just keep busting through all of these and just keep moving forward and trying things and this works and this doesn't work and you just keep going forward like i have tremendous faith in him you know, a lot of the things leading up to Marty's cancer, I feel like, uh, was preparing us to go through it. Um, when you go through hard things, you're going through that hard thing to help somebody else when they go through it. And I've never been somebody that can talk about my faith or religion or my spiritualness um, to anybody because it used to make me really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, does make me uncomfortable too still but when you have such a clear um thing that happened to you and Mm -hmm. that you had these like with God moments that were insane Mm -hmm. before going through one of the hardest things in your life it just feels right you know I feel like we're just nothing really feels wrong I don't think we're pushing outside like it, it just, I just constantly feel like we're being pushed down the right path, you know, and it just feels right. So I think that's probably the biggest thing, just faith and my husband and faith that we're making. Um, I don't think these doors would have opened if we weren't doing the right thing, you know? I think it's really powerful what you just said. You're going through the hard things to help someone else. Everybody goes through difficult things. And I mean, yours was one of the most difficult. I mean, talk about everyone's like worst nightmare, right? Like that was one of the most difficult things. And the fact that you guys made a choice instead of getting bitter, 
you channeled all of that to how we can help people. It's really beautiful. And I think that when we just keep stepping in, like you're saying, you, you do and, you know, take these moments where you're reconnecting with yourself and you're reconnecting with your higher power, God, the universe, whatever. I feel like you do feel it in a different way. And I love that you pointed that out because it's really special and it's, you f- do feel supported when you're in like alignment of what you're meant to do. And I think that everybody is meant to do something. Everybody's been given gifts and everyone's been given talents and we're all put here on purpose for a purpose. Yeah. And it's really special and inspiring to see you guys leaning into that and everything that you've created. Oh, it's, it makes you sound, it makes you sound way bigger when you say it like that because it's, it's true. Like doing it for fun and we're like, this is fun. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I, if, if we would have looked at this big picture, there's no way we would have been like, oh yeah, well, let's do this. Like this is, this is totally crazy what we're about to do on these 80 acres. But I feel like it's all like kind of, you know, that momentum has not yes. slowed down. And that's what makes it all feel right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't want to take credit for all that stuff you just said. <laughs> Well, you should, because I think that it's true. I think so oftentimes we're too close to ourselves and we don't see all the amazing things that we're doing and how special it all is. And I think sometimes you need these outside people to come in and point it out to you and be like, wow, that is pretty awesome. And I am doing it. And that's okay to be proud of yourself and be like, yes, I am. I received that. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, it's been an awesome journey and it's been so fun. Um, I feel like it's helped us find who we are mm-hmm. as a couple mm-hmm. and as our, you know, my own, my own self mm-hmm. <laughs> and how, you know, it's helped me to build, you know, character and who I am. Yeah. It's been fun to, you know, kind of just be, become more comfortable in my own skin and who I want to be. I love that. So, I love that. That's the thing. That's what's so special about leaning into meaning and purpose. You become more comfortable who you always were meant to be. What is your best advice for someone who wants to make a small change in their life? Like maybe, you know, taking more walks and getting outside or having a hard conversation or anything or a big, huge change like you guys did. Like what's your best advice for someone who has this little thing where they're like, oh, you know what? I want to do that, but I don't know. You know, I would say just do it. Mm-hmm. You're you're only gonna regret things you don't try in life, mm-hmm. and um, don't wait for the cancer diagnosis. Don't wait for. I mean, so many people along our road. I don't know how many people are like that. Was always my dream. We've always wanted to have more land. We've always wanted to plant a garden. I've always wanted to live in nature. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to move into an old house and. I'm like, you know what? Do it. It's super scary and super overwhelming, but like, you're never going to regret it if you just try it. If you look back on the things that you regret, like it's never, it's never something that you did and learned from. It's something that you just never tried. It's, it's such great advice for anybody. I think that a lot of us don't want to live with regrets. Right. And you're never going to know unless you go and try it. And I think that a lot of people would be surprised if they actually leaned into it. 
how it's almost like the universe just comes to support you. And all these people start showing up like they did along your journey. I mean, it's a real testament. You know, they just started popping up along the way. And then there's this piece of property. And like, it's just, it's amazing looking back. You can kind of just like, you guys just followed all the breadcrumbs to where you are now. And it's turned into this like incredible thing. I was saying, I just, I just focus on, on your why. There's always compromise in every choice you make. Like we were very worried about not being in a neighborhood and it's hard. Like this time of year around Halloween, I'm like, oh, I love the neighborhood. I mm-hmm. love, you know, trick-or-treating with all the neighbors and being with friends and outside and bonfires. And, you know, there are like things that we were like, oh, that sucks to let go of that. But at the end of the day, like 95% of our life is blessed mm-hmm. with the choice we make. And there is 5% of the time where we're like, oh, it would be really nice if. But then if we didn't do this, like, why why do it if for that 5% of the time that, you know, isn't necessarily, like, fulfilling you? Yeah, I think so, too. It's never going to be perfect. Right. Like nobody has a perfect life. Like there, it, there always is going to be a give and take and it's never going to be a hundred percent perfect. And I think that that's okay. Do you think that it's made you a better mom? Like, do you think you're a different mom because of all of it? I'm definitely a different mom mm-hmm. because of where we're at. At the end of the day, if they know they felt love from me that day, mm-hmm. I feel like I did my job. Mm-hmm. And if they're trying, I'm trying to raise them to be kind, loving people. Mm-hmm. Parenting is the hardest oh job in the world. Um, I'm really proud that, and glad that we made the choice to do this because we would have had regrets, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that, yeah, I think being a busy um, mom where they see you working hard, it was like, there was definitely like guilt, you know, here and there with I forgot to go to book fair for Maryland. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, because I was on, I was on a phone call or whatever for mm-hmm. something for work. And I just wasn't able to do it. Yeah. There's a ton of guilt about that. But at the end of the day, it's like, I tell them like, guys, I'm doing the best I can. Mm-hmm. And they hear that and they, they know that, um, because I'm human and I've never done this. So I'm just, yeah, the best mom I can be each day. <laughs> I love that. And that's all we can do. We're all going to make mistakes. We all do make mistakes as moms. And I feel like what's important is acknowledging, okay, yeah, I maybe wish that would have been a little different. And then our kids seeing us have grace and have compassion and kindness for ourselves. Because then I think what that models for them is when they make mistakes, they can react the same way to themselves. Yeah. And then they aren't trying to, you know, be perfect all the time because it's a really heavy burden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's a great lesson. Okay, let's go through the closing questions. So what's your favorite book? Well, I like Colleen Hoover books, but Mm -hmm. uh, I probably listen to a lot of parenting books. They're not my favorite because they're stressful. Yes, true, (laughs) true. But yeah, Colleen Hoover is fun. Okay, she is fun. (laughs) Um, What's your go-to feel-good song? Oh, this girl is on fire. Oh, so good. Uh, me and the girls rack out to that. I we love it. We do sing a lot. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I'm not good at it. I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean to be a good mom to you? Do the best we can every day. 
and just letting them know that I love them unconditionally. I love that. I love that. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? One of my friends before I had kids, she said, she's like, I heard that it's the best thing to let your husband do whatever he's going to do with that baby and don't interfere. Mm -hmm. Just let him do it. Let him figure it out on his own. Don't jump in, make corrections because it will make him a better dad. I did that. And that was like one of, because I feel like that it's, it's, it wasn't just then as a baby. It's always been, you know, like I constantly try to do that. I try not to interfere. You know, he's, talking to them about something, I let him do it because I chose him as my life partner mm-hmm. to parent with me. Mm-hmm. And so I love and respect the way he treats me. So I should just let him do what he needs to do with our kids. And that's been a, um, that's probably been the best advice I've ever gotten. Wow. That's really, really powerful. I feel like that's really powerful advice and that can be really hard is a mom. It is, yeah. It's really hard. I especially, well, because he was never around babies. Like, he mm-hmm. didn't know anything about babies. So I just, and I was a nurse, you know, I'm a nurse. So, yeah. And it's fun because it, I thought about that and then I was realizing how it's like followed us mm-hmm. through our relationship and it's helped us have like respect for each other yes. because I don't interfere. I try not to interfere when he's, you know, dealing with the situation. And we were always like touching, are you cool? Okay, you got it? Okay, you know, um, I think it's a good thing for a relationship. I think so too. I think that's a really great piece of advice. What does meaning in midlife mean to you? Trying to be okay with who you are. I feel like there's a lot of times where I find myself where I'm like, go back into my, like, you know, high school days where I was like insecure but trying to find like my security and who I am and just trying to be, you know, content with who I am and proud of who I am and not feeling, you know, Mm -hmm. insecure in the moment. Okay. If you could go back and tell your younger self, your nine year old little self, what would you tell her? If you could tell her anything, what would you tell her? It's all going to be okay. I love that. Well, I want to thank you. I want to thank you. I know that you're very busy. I want to thank you for spending this time with me and sharing and being so open to share and let us in on the journey that you guys are having as a family. It's really beautiful and it's really inspiring all the things that you guys are doing and you're making such a difference in your community's lives, in your family's lives, in each other's lives. And I can't wait to see all the incredible things you guys are going to do. I'm really excited about it. I have no idea what it's going to be, but it'll be fun, I'm sure. Oh my gosh, I think so too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for doing it with mm-hmm. what, all the things you're doing. And I think it's awesome and amazing the words that you put into the universe and, and on social media and share because we all need to hear it. And I know mm-hmm. there's been times you post things. I'm like, ooh, I needed that today. Thank you. So I love what you're doing too. And I'm honored that you reached out to me to to chat about this because when you say it, it makes me feel even more, you know, more better about the things that we're all trying to do, you know? Yes. Yes. You should be really (laughs) proud of yourself. I feel like it's a really amazing what you guys are doing.
How incredible is Mary-Kate in everything they're creating with Cockadoodle Farms? I know I said it in the podcast episode, but I really, really feel it. I really feel we're getting this sneak peek behind the scenes into a Netflix special. They are doing so many incredible things, and I'm so excited for all of us to be on this journey with them, to support them, to see what amazing things are to come in their future. Here are the takeaways from this episode. Number one, have a mission statement in life. This can help you remember what is really important in life and in business, just like Mary-Kate said. Take some time this week with a pen and a piece of paper and ask yourself, what is my personal mission statement? It should contain what you want to accomplish and your why, which Mary-Kate talked so greatly about, which can include your values, passions, meaning, dreams, And then the really neat thing is you can come back to this and use it as a guide in parenting, in decisions, and in life. Number two, when we go through hard things, we do it to help someone else. I loved this so much, and it's such a great perspective to keep when we're going through hard things. When we focus on helping others, we can hack into our own happiness and feel more motivated to keep going. There actually was a recent study out of Harvard showing that a simple act of helping another or being kind to another helps us not only live longer, but also helps us be happier. So look for those micro moments to help others. It can be something small or it can be something big. It matters. These little acts of kindness really, really make a difference. Number three, when you're feeling confused, stuck, or unsure, drop into your own inner knowing, your faith, or just be still. You have your answers. Number four, and this was a big one, don't wait for a cancer diagnosis to be happy to go for your dreams, to lean into your passions, and to have fun and enjoy life. Number five, nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes and that's okay. Give yourself grace and compassion and move forward. Number six, life is short. Just do it. As Mary-Kate said, go for it. Go for the dreams, go for the goals, make the changes, have the conversations. Just take that first small step that feels aligned. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you thought of someone who you think might enjoy this episode, could you do me a favor and share it with them? And if you're enjoying the podcast, could you you please rate and review it and follow it? Because we have some really, really incredible guests that I know that you're going to love that I don't want you to miss out on. To connect with me, I'm on Instagram at Allison Marchetti. And also, you can visit my website at www.allisonmarchetti.com. To learn more about Mary-Kate and all the amazing things they're doing with Cockadoodle, please visit their website at www.kakadoodle.com. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And we will be back next week with some really great guests.